0: Dear listeners, to hear homilies like this throughout the week, please join the Ministry of the Word podcast. Links are below for all listening options. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The last time I served a liturgy was this past Tuesday in the Russian Pilgrim House, Uh, by the River Jordan in the Kingdom of Jordan. And last Sunday, when I served, we were at the tomb of Theotokos in uh, the Garden of Gethsemane, which is a wild experience. Uh, But this is the best, it's really nice to be home. I would rather serve here than any other place, even those kind of glorious places. Plus the Russian Pilgrim House, they uh, gave me the heaviest Russian vestments, the high backs, you know like for Russian winter and they wouldn't turn the air on. I was like fist fighting some like 20 year old Russian. Anyway, <laughs> it is a joy to be home. And it was a joy to be on pilgrimage in the Holy land. We landed at Vespers last night, um, about Vespers time, or a little after five last night. And uh, there's so many stories to share, but honestly, it's like, it's like 5 p.m. tomorrow or something. I have no idea what time it is after traveling so far, but uh, so maybe we'll save uh, more stories when I can do them justice maybe next Sunday or, or sometime. Um, I will say how fun it is to come home to this gospel passage after having just been, been at the Sea of Galilee. It's like I wish the Lord would dial up something like from our trip. And it's like, Jesus walking by the Sea of Galilee. That was like 10 days ago I was there, you know. It's a, it's a really rich experience. Um, taking a boat on the Sea of Galilee and all of that. So, But today's gospel, today's gospel, we see Jesus calling two sets of brothers, Simon and Peter, Simon, Peter, Andrew, his brother, and, uh, and then going on a little farther and calling James and John, the sons of Zebedee. And what we see in the Sea of Galilee is that Jesus does like almost the entirety of his ministry right there. He's walking along the Sea of Galilee, and he calls these two brothers. But if you read through, just did a quick reading through the gospel we have today from Matthew. If you just read Matthew's gospel and made notes of where is Jesus doing his ministry, it's all right there. He makes, he does go to the River Jordan, which is not near the Sea of Galilee, obviously, to be baptized by John. He's in Jerusalem, as we're aware. He goes into Egypt, of course, as a young, you know, baby, you know, escaping Herod. But everything else, like every healing story, like almost, almost is all up there by the Sea of Galilee. And so what we do is we have Jesus kind of at home. You know, this is where he's doing his life and his work. And the thing I most wanted to point out today, especially on the Sunday we remember all the saints of North America, is that Jesus is doing the choosing. He goes up and he chooses Peter and Andrew. He goes up and gets James and John, the sons of Zebedee. They don't go choose him. He's choosing them. This is the point I want to make sure to make. And what do we see? Jesus at home. We get this amazing kind of vision today. We get Jesus at home with a people in a culture. He has an accent He wore those clothes with those people, ate that food. Those were his people. That was his time. His time is timeless, of course. But he's a person walking by the Sea of Galilee, smelling the sea, walking on it later. But, you know, doing all of that, he is man. He is 100% a person in that place at that time. He's also 100% God. And we get that today, too, where he's healing all every disease and infirmity among the people. And we'll see, of course, as we read the gospel, you know, he's only doing the things God can do. And he's doing them as 100 percent man while being 100 percent God at the same time. He is the God man. Later in Matthew's gospel, Jesus will ask the Pharisees, what do you think of the Christ? Whose son is he? And they'll answer, he's the son of David. And Jesus will say, then how is it that David, inspired by the Spirit, calls him Lord? Remember that line? Who is the, who is the Christ? Well, he's the son of David. Yes, but David calls him Lord. So how is he also the son? Well, for us, that's not a conundrum, because he's 100% God. So he's called Lord because he is, because he's the creator of the word of God. And he's called the son of David because he is born into a genealogy with people and family and friends and an accent and wore the sandals. Everyone bought their sandals at the sandal store. That's where he got his. I'm sure they made him, but whatever, you know. There were little shops in these towns like Capernaum. There's shops. They've excavated the shops. He went to those shops, bought oil in that oil store or whatever it is, you know. But 100% God, 100% man. Now, it doesn't take much to scratch the surface in today's gospel and see that the one who's calling the fisherman is calling you and me. He's the one doing the choosing. What is it for us to not harden our hearts? If we will let our hearts be soft and warm, then we might respond to the Lord's call and our redemption story will begin today. So let us feel deeply Christ Paul and go straight away, each one of us, to give up whatever is holding us back. Let us today, whatever might be holding us back from the kingdom, whatever's keeping us from that renewed and regenerated life in the kingdom, from living a real Christian life, let's not have it anymore. Following Christ, we'll need to leave something behind. And a lot of things behind, probably. Perhaps he won't call us to leave our work and become apostles. But in some way, he is calling every one of us to leave behind certainly our sins and weaknesses. But probably even more than this. Even more. Now maybe you're thinking, I can do all the rest. But there's one thing that prevents me from following Christ that's difficult to let go. And I would say, let us willingly and without delay even let go of that. So you can't imagine the saints holding on to anything but Christ. That's just the truth, you know. They were all friends of prayer. They were all friends of fasting. They were all friends of being hungry. They were all friends of sacrifice. They were all friends of love. All the saints throughout all the ages, the last 2,000 years, have been friends of love at all costs, sacrificially, Friends of fasting, friends of prayer, friends of vigil, friends of confession. You know, you can't imagine Saint going, no, I'm not really into confession. You know, or I didn't really, I'm not really into keeping the fast. I mean, the fast is for others. All the saints throughout these years have all been sacrificial and beyond anything. I will tell you one very short story right now about someone we met. I want to tell it more fully because I want to go back and remember all the details. But when we were in Bethany, where Mary and Martha and Lazarus were, we met a most amazing woman, an abbess of a monastery, not even a monastery, I don't think you can call it a monastery, but an abbess of maybe five or six nuns, and she was running a school, and she is running a school. Actually, Father Gabriel from Tucson and I hope that she'll come, we'll bring her next year to the Parish Life Conference that's being hosted by Holy Resurrection in Tucson. And if she comes, will most certainly have her come visit us here. We'll actually send her on a little tour to raise money for her school. Because she and these nuns decided to open a school in Bethany. Now Bethany, you should know, is across that invisible line in the Palestinian area, the West Bank. And so she has no support from anyone. <laughs> and uh, including like, there's mob bosses trying to take her land from her. So they're quickly building on land so others won't build on it, it's just wild. But she decided to open school a school, and I forget for how many girls she decided to try to open it for. Do you remember? Yeah, twenty. Yeah, but she op- she decided to open it for twenty. That was the like punchline was she decided to open a girls' school for twenty girls with her couple of other nuns. They were going to take in some of the kids from the neighborhood that need- needed a school, and three hundred and sixty showed up. I know. Yeah, like I said, I probably should prepare more, to share more details she was the most astounding person, uh, Mother Maria, which is kind of fun, because she was all Martha, 100%. She, like, was yelling at workers up on the building, like, quiet down, i got visitors, and, like, little girls were coming to her. She was, like, in charge of everything while we were talking to her. I'm like, the Lord, you know, you, you're, she had actually been Martha when she entered, like, as a young nun, and then when she, you know, you go up through the kind of the, the next rank, like, to be professed for life or whatever, and, uh, And the bishop gave her the name Mary, which I think is very sweet, because we all need to be working on probably both Mary, who's quiet, sits at the Lord's feet, and Martha, who is like working the business, so. But she has really given up everything. And like right outside the gates of her walled little school and church and whatever, there's like rioting and insanity. Like, evil at the gates. And for us in America, we go through our own struggles. i I, choosing our struggles over their struggles. I come home really happy to have my struggles, whatever they are, compared to what their struggles are. Like, thanks be to God, you know? But their struggles are our struggles, and we'll talk about that some more, how to help them. We need what they have, what this Mother Maria has and the others that we met. We need to have our hearts enlarged by love. To have our hearts enlarged by love, and that means we're gonna have to give up the other stuff that's in our hearts, the lust, the anger, the vanity, the pride, the anxiety, all the sins that are fighting for space, for real estate in the heart. We have to be filled with grace and martyric strength. So let our hearts be warm. Imagine this in your heart. Imagine this in your heart to keep that light lit, you know, that candle trim and glowing and to fill it up with the grace of God, which is the oil in our hearts to keep our hearts soft from the warmth of that lamp, which is Christ, the light of the world. You know, that takes some work. Anything that's working in our hearts against it, we have to get rid of. And we have our struggles in America, just like Mother Maria has them in Bethany, we have them in America. We are called to many different things, and persons that are not Christ, and any other philosophy or religious teaching that's not of Christ is demonic. And you've heard the the title Antichrist, which simply means instead of Christ, instead of Christ. So anytime we've sublimely, you know, or heard some sublime teaching that's from maybe a Hindu tradition. Uh, Or participated in uh, exercise or anything else that makes a substitution for Christ that is anti-Christ anything that's a substitution for Christ is anti-Christ it's it's instead of Christ yoga studios that teach their 9am Sunday morning yoga class call it church that's instead of Christ that's instead of church they make it really obvious of course which is helpful maybe for us but even then we have our own struggles when we have like religious fervor and want it to be for Jesus, but somehow we get fired up about everything else. Politics and whatever else, we get really fired up real easy. We wanna tell everybody our thoughts about it, but when it comes to Jesus, we're kind of quiet. And if we're not careful, these instead of Christ's, instead of the church can really be part of our life. And we wanna drop everything and follow Christ. Just like Peter and his brother, Andrew, just like James and John, we wanna drop everything and follow Christ. And remembering this, remembering this, Jesus said, You did not choose me. This is from later, and this is from John 15. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit, and that your fruit should abide. So that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give it to you. You did not choose me, Jesus says, I chose you and appointed you to bear fruit. So let us do the work. Let us follow the saints who just dropped everything. Peter and Andrew just drop everything and their business and their father and follow Jesus. And James and John do it a minute later. An incredible thing. Remember the, the lamp in your heart. Do everything you can to keep that lit, you know? That's prayer. All the friends of the saints, right? Prayer, fasting, confession, vigil, like forgiveness and love. Everything they do, we have them to do also. We are called to follow Christ. And on this Father's Day, too, like fathers need to pick up their, their role here, too, to lead their families. You know? To say, like, let's go to church. Not like, ah! You know? But let's go. And to pray. It's the Sunday of all saints of North America. All these saints, Juvenali, Alexis, Alexander, St. Herman, St. Innocent, St. Jacob, St. Ticon, St. Raphael, St. John, St. Peter, and all those whose names are only known to the Lord. Let us join ourselves to them. Our land is holy. This is the holy land. This is the holy land. That is also the holy land where I was. But this is the holy land. I hope that all of you can go to the Holy Land to see what we saw and all of that. But I don't think you need to think, unless I go to the Holy Land, I won't draw near to Christ. Like this is this is it. This is the Holy Land. Thanks be to God that He has come to us. Thanks be to God that St. John <laughs> Father John, forgive me. Can't help it. But anyway, Father John Bethicard was with was with you in my absence and i watched some of his pentecost sermons so sweet and powerful so let us let us not like hope for another place or another like time or any of that this is the holy place the lord has called us here to bear fruit here with our families in this church and town and he is so close to us especially on the sunday of all saints of North America may our names be written on that list you know and written in heaven in the name of the father and the son and the holy spirit amen, amen.